Welcome to the Dadon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Dadon Tolbert. This is the original Urban Podcast back live today. Um, this has been an eventful uh, couple of days, an eventful uh, week or so. Um, some of the, and so this is what I want to do today. So today, uh, today's show was actually supposed to take place uh, yes, or last week. Um, some of you guys might remember I did a live show last Wednesday talking about um, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and their now, um, you know, their their announcement that she will be his running mate. And that show got a little crazy, you know what I mean? That show, you know, went in a whole different direction, and I ended up talking about a lot of different things in regards to the government and politics and just, you know, our community as a whole. And, um, you know, I got some good feedback from it, got some hate from it. Um, but as a result, it looks like I got uh, blocked on Facebook. I got put in to Facebook jail. Evidently, you know, I said some things that were, you know, well, I don't want to speculate. You know what I mean? I just know that, and you guys know how it's, you know, this whole thing works. Um, by now, I said some things, and immediately after, I got a notification on my Facebook saying that I had been uh, violating certain, uh, you know, rules or regulations or whatever, so I've been put in 24-hour Facebook jail. So, uh, which is, again, that's not the first time that's happened. I had to you know, update my driver's license and confirm my identity and all this crazy stuff, man. So, uh, but you guys, like I said, if you've been listening over the last 15 or so years, you know this has happened many times after, and always immediately after a quote-unquote controversial show. So um, I don't imagine today will be any different, although, um, you know, we'll see. So today I want to talk about Cardi B. Um, and as I said, on the if you guys, and if you missed the show, um, check it out at DadonTolbertShow.com. Archive shows are available on you know iHeartRadio, iTunes, you know all that stuff, um, podcast. Um, you know if you missed it. But like I said, so that was Wednesday, and I had said on Wednesday that I wanted to come. I was going to come back immediately after um, on Thursday and do this show. But like I said, Facebook Joe had other plans. But like I said, I want to talk about WAP. All right, I want to talk about Cardi B. I want to talk about Megan Thee Stallion. But more importantly, I want to talk about the role that um, certain artists, certain ways of living, certain lifestyles play in the black community. I want to talk about black children. I want to talk about black parents, um, and specifically impressionable young black children. I want to talk about... Um, what they are hearing. I want to talk about images that they are seeing and the effect that it's having on these kids. A lot of people say this stuff is just entertainment. A lot of people say, oh, no, it's just, you know, it's just a video. It's just a song. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. But it's deeper than that. I want to dig a little deeper into that. Um, into that. Um, I want to talk about the term hoe. Um, there's been some, you know, certain people, certain, you know, this society as a whole, 
become much more lenient, much more accepting of hoish behavior, of whorish behavior. Um, it's become a, the, the term now is uh, sexually liberated or women's empowerment. I want to really dig deep into that term. I want to define it from two perspectives. I'm going to define it from a, you know, a, a worldly perspective, if you will. I want to talk about the slang term ho, um, but then also, and you know, just what that means as we use it, or as I should say we, we used to use it, as men used to use it, as women used to use it. It seems that in today's society, very few people are using it. Um, but I still want to talk about the definition of it. What does it actually mean? What do certain behaviors, what behaviors constitute that term from a from a everyday perspective? Uh, but then I also want to talk about the term whore, okay? I want to get deep into it and talk about the term, the actual, you know, uh, Webster's Dictionary definition of the term whore. But I also want to talk about the biblical definition of the term whore because this is what we've gotten away from what we've gotten away from as a society, as specifically as, as the church, is defining, or first of all, is in general, using the Bible as a guiding point for our lives, right? We used to do that. A lot of people used to do that. But now it's become more, uh, uh, more uh, cool, it's sexier to be politically and socially correct than it is to be biblically, biblically correct. And so I want to define the term for it. From a biblical perspective, meaning I want to see and read what does the Bible actually, what actions constitute whorish behaviors. And then at that point, when we see what the Bible actually says about it, then at that point, we can look at what these young women are doing out here and say, whoa, that's the same behavior. You know what I'm saying? Whoa, that's what God actually calls whorish behavior. You know what I mean? So I want to talk about that a little bit. I want to, And a little bit later, I want to break down the lyrics of WAP, you know what I'm saying, wet-ass pussy for those. And, again, this isn't going to be a, you know, a, a politically correct show. This isn't a show for the kids, you know what I mean, today. This is – I plan on keeping it extra real. The term, for those of you who are unfamiliar or, you know, um, just new to this whole thing, are, you know, it, it's an acronym for wet-ass pussy. Uh, and it's a song by Cardi B uh, featuring Megan Thee Stallion. And I want to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? I want to. I want to also talk about why men cheat. You know, I've done a number of shows. You guys have followed me over the last 15 or so years. Uh, again, it's the original Urban Podcast. You know, if you followed me for that long, or you know, for some time, you have heard me do many shows on the definition of what men look for in a wife. You, you know, you've heard me talk about, you know, what it takes, what reasoning goes into cheating. And I want to use, ironically, interesting, here's a, a little piece of, uh, a little, I don't know if you want to call it coincidence, but, and this is very interesting, I just thought of this in this moment, the last special I did on Why Men Cheat was featured, was, was I used Cardi B's song, um, Be Careful, is that what it's called? I think it was called Be Careful, um, on, you know, as a backdrop, and those lyrics, and that song, because that song she was talking about, um, Why Men Cheat. You know what I mean, or, or you know what I mean, the, from the standpoint of a woman. And so, check it out, man. Check it out. DaydonTolbertShow.com. You can probably just Google why men cheat on the Daydon Tolbert Show if you missed that particular show. It was a very good, uh, very informative show, I'm told. So that's what I want to do. Like I said, I want to break down the lyrics though of that song because it's a crazy song. It's a horrorish song. It's like a horrible, horrible song. It may be the worst song I've ever heard in my life. 
Um, and so um, I think when we have these debates, not just about this, but it's often pe from, you know, the people debating or the people trying to make some type of justification for it are often people who, one, are not familiar with the artist and what they stand for and what they represent. They're also a lot of times not familiar with the actual lyrics. You know what I'm saying? They don't. They haven't heard. Like I've done shows on Beyonce. I've done shows on you know Megan Thee Stallion. I've done shows on Cardi B. I've done shows on Nicki Minaj. And people are like, oh well, this and that, and you shouldn't say this, you shouldn't say that. But these are people who are just speaking from a general perspective and haven't actually heard what they're saying. And I can almost guarantee they haven't heard little five-year-olds. They haven't seen little seven-year-olds who know these songs word for word. There are little girls out here right now, little black girls out here saying, there's some hoes in this house, there's some hoes in this house. Like, that's the chorus of this song. That's what I'm saying to you. There are seven-year-olds singing that. Now, people will say, well, you know, you can't blame Cardi B for that. That's, you know, what kind of parent allows their child to, you know what I'm saying? And that's why I want to talk about this stuff. That's why I want to... That's why I want to, you know, unpack it so you can see from a from a, a broader perspective the real problem that exists in our community. And a lot of it does stem from the home. And, in fact, one of the things I, I will talk about today is the uh, the role of black parents. You know, so let, let's start it off like this. Like I said, um, like I said, I'm fresh out of Facebook jail. I want to shout out to you guys for listening in on, uh, on Facebook. I apologize for the delay. Shout out to people listening on Facebook Live, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. Uh, follow me, you know, if you don't already, add yourself to the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group where we discuss this type of stuff in here, um, you know, all the time. As as I always start out these shows, um, I want to put out there that in Hollywood, in the entertainment industry as a whole, there is a an agenda. Okay, there are many agendas, but when we're talking about music and that affects the black community, there is a requirement. Okay, there is a requirement. If you look at black men artists, if you look at female artists, there is a Hollywood requirement for success. That requirement is literally, and you know what I mean. It's it's figuratively, but it's also sometimes literally sacrificing your morals, your values, you know, your your teachings, how your, you know, religious beliefs, spiritual beliefs, ethical beliefs for the sake of pushing an agenda, but also for the sake of record sales and for the sake of making money. Sex sells. So if you look at artists like Chris Brown, you know, um, you know, Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, The City Girls, Megan Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj, Little Kim, Beyonce, even Doja Cat, who is a newer artist, you know, there's a specific formula. If you guys don't see it, I don't know. You got to take your blinders off. They all these artists that I just named fit into a particular genre. You know, they have a particular particular song that they put out on a regular basis. Now, that's not to say that these artists don't make other music. It's not to say that they don't have songs that are not like this. Beyonce has, you know, a catalog. Um, interesting left that I've talked about. One of my favorite gospel songs of all time is by Beyonce. You know, one of my favorite love songs of all time, One Plus One, is by Beyonce. Um, you know, and so it's not that these artists are not talented. 
You know, and that's the, believe me, that's the ultimate irony of, of all of this. You know, one of my favorite gospels on this by Beyonce. How, how how is that for irony? But you know, it's just that these people have been put in positions of power and influence. Beyonce at one point was named the most influential woman in the world by Time Magazine. You know, ahead of Oprah, ahead of Michelle Obama, ahead of Beyonce. Can't, I mean, just let that sink in for a second. The most Time Magazine named her the most influential woman in the world. So then, if and that's fine. So if you, if, but if that's what it is, then you have to dig deep and look at what is her catalog? What type of music is she putting out there? What are the actual lyrics? And again, if you go back through my history, you know, over 2,000 shows, you will hear a lot of me discussing and actually breaking down the lyrics from Beyonce. And if anyone has actually done that, you'd be like, wow, that's crazy that she would say certain things. But yet you have people like Michelle Obama, you know, who's loved by everybody, saying Beyonce is great. Beyonce is an excellent role model for her kids and others. But how can that be when you actually listen to these lyrics that she's putting forth? I talked on Wednesday night when I did the show about Kamala Harris. People saying, well, you know, why don't you like her? Well, I said, well, when she got on The Breakfast Club, she got on there and said that, uh, excuse me, that, uh, you know, Cardi B is one of, is great. She said the same thing. She said, Cardi B is great. I said, whoa, how is she great? What is great? And when you see these lyrics from WAP, from Wet Ass Pussy that I'm about to break down a little later in the show, you too will ask yourself, why on earth would Kamala Harris say Cardi B is great when she's glorifying prostitution? You know what I'm saying? Like, how can you do both? How can Michelle Obama go into these schools and talk to these young girls about fitness and the importance of respecting yourself and respecting your body, but then on the same turn say that Beyonce is great when she herself is is, is uh, spreading negative messages to the youth? Same thing with Kamala Harris and, uh, and Cardi B. You know, the City Girls have a song out. It's called uh, uh, Pussy Talk. And they were on the, you check out the Breakfast Club interview they, they did last week. They were actually talking about that song and the lyrics in it. And they themselves admit blatantly to glorifying prostitution. I mean, they, it's not even a thing. We are living in a society where, the, where music that literally glorifies and advocates for prostitution, but it's disguised, it's not even disguised, but it's just classified as scamming. They say, well, well, men, men do it, you know. Men, men scam women, and men use women for this. So, so why can't women use men in the same exact way? So that's your justification for prostitution, for 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 exchanging sexual favors or sexual acts for money and gifts and you know uh, Birkin bags and you know different things. I don't, you know what I mean? I just don't, I don't, I don't get that. You know, well, I get it because as I said, that's the that's the Hollywood requirement. For fame, it's the sacrificing of morals and values, but it's also pushing a particular agenda and specifically designed to destroy the black community or infiltrate and and lessen the, the family structure of our community. It's putting black, we're seeing black men put in jail disproportionately, i.e. Kamala Harris and, you know, different laws passed by Joe Biden, but that's a whole different conversation. 
Um, but that's what we're seeing. Black men put in prison, taken out of the home, put in prison for nonviolent offenses, different things. Um, and then we are seeing women um, objectified, uh, demoralized, uh, and, and put into a, a light by men seeking wives that say, you know what, I would never wipe you up because you listen to Megan Thee Stallion. You emulate, you idolize people like Cardi B. That's what's happening. You know what I'm saying? That's the reality. People say, well, you know, why can't I find a man? One of the things I want to talk about today is why women, why, how WAP, how wet-ass pussy and that, that whole lifestyle will leave black, is leaving black women single. And no one gets it. No one talks about it. The real reasons black women are single. You want a husband. You want a man. But you love Cardi B. You love Beyonce. I got a newsflash for you guys. Nobody out here saying, oh, my God, I want to marry Beyonce. I want to marry Cardi B. I want to, you know, marry Megan Thee Stallion. Now, somebody might say, oh, oh, some of the people out there, oh, 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 but isn't Cardi B married? Oh, oh, isn't uh, Beyonce married? Ooh, ooh. But see, one of the things that y'all, before y'all go there, you got to ask yourself, do you want a man like Jay-Z as your husband, a cheater, you know, a former drug dealer? Do, do I even need to ask, do you want a man like Offset for your husband? Yeah, you can get a husband. That's not the issue. But if the question is, what kind of husband do you want? You feel what I'm saying? Well, who, what kind of man do you really want? If you want a good man, do you want a good Christian? Because I talk to women every day through private sessions and, and, and just all over. Advice questions sent to me at ashdaydon at gmail.com and all types of stuff. And women specifically, and I ask them, I say, well, why, why can't I find a man, Daydon? Why can't I find a man? I said, okay, what kind of man do you want? I just, I just want a good Christian man. I want a good, faithful, honest, hardworking uh, man of God. I say, cool, all right. All right, well, you know, tell me a little about you. And, that, and that's when we get to talking. What kind of music do you listen to? Who's, who's some of your favorite artists? Oh, yeah, Beyonce, this and that. And then that, it's like, okay. And you wonder why. These women are really, and I, I will help you. Don't get me wrong. I will help you and have to help thousands, you know. But you have to first take that step and look internally. Who am I having sex with? Who's coming over this Friday? How many sexual partners have I had? Am I one of those people on Facebook defending WAP or saying, wow, this isn't, the, this isn't what's best for our community? Because that will absolutely determine what kind of man you attract and what kind of man you will get. Absolutely. You know? What kind of message are you? What kind of mother are you? What kind of father are you? What kind of father has daughters but defends WAP? What kind of mother lets their kids listen to Cardi B? These are real questions. These are real questions that you have to look internally to answer. You know, because for me, and I think that we, we have to get out of this, you know, oh, I'm offended by this. You're not offended by the term pedophile, are you? You're not offended by the term police officer, are you? If you defend certain things that are obviously true, then that makes you part of the problem. If someone has sex with little boys, an adult has sex with little boys or molests little boys, he's a pedophile, right? That's the that's the term. It's not. Well, why are you why are you judging that person? Why are you calling? Why are you using that term? No, because that's what he does. That's what that man's actions, you know, label him. If you're a, a you know a, a pedophile, then that's what you're going to be called. Women, if you're a hoe, or if you exhibit hoeish behaviors, that's what you're going to be called. Guess what? Men, if you exhibit hoish behaviors, 
that's what you're going to be called. See, I think a lot of times the the debate comes from a sense of uh, a, a defense mechanism. Many people, as women, they are used to men insulting women or women insulting other women or women being put down by certain terms and certain things. But the reality is the term ho is not a gender-specific term. It never has been. It's just that society looks at men and women differently. But the term whore, biblically, is not gender-specific. I'm going to read you some actual verses that prove that. But the term whore is not gender-specific. There are male whores. There are female whores. There are female hoes. And there are male hoes. I myself at one point was a male hoe. College days, different, you know what I mean, growing up, different things. I was a male hoe. But guess what? There are also female hoes out here. You know what I mean? There are. And that there are, and this is no, no disrespect, but there are women who exhibit hoish behavior. And that's a fact. You know what I mean? Whether you like the term, whether you don't like the term, that is a fact that there are people out here exhibiting whorish behavior, biblically, and just a, a, based on society's definition of the term. So let's let's take let's let's unpack it a little bit. Let's talk a little bit. Like I said, you got the new the new wave, Doja Cat, uh, uh, Nicki Minaj, you know, Megan Thee Stallion, the City Girls, who have just taken it to a totally totally different level. You know what I mean? Totally different level. But this is what I call what I call fake women's empowerment. Back in the day, we had actual women's empowerment. You know, Ruby D, uh, Harriet Tubman, uh, Rosa Parks. You know, we had women, actually, you know, uh, Felicia Rashad on 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 the Cosby Show was a great example of a positive role model. Model. Um, uh, Esther Rowe on Good Times was an excellent role model for black women to look up to. Great mother, great wife. Um, those were that's women's empowerment. You know, when you have women who are doing positive things, projecting themselves in a positive light. You know, spreading a message of respect, class, dignity. You know, that's women's empowerment. There's nothing empowering about Beyonce. There's nothing emp- uh, empowering about Cardi B or Megan Thee Stallion. Um, not at all. You know what I'm saying? Not one thing. In fact, it's the opposite. You know, how many of you guys know Zane? Sex Chronicles, best-selling author. She was actually a guest on one of my very first and biggest author, uh, best. I've had many tons and tons and tons of uh, celebrities and different things, best-selling authors, authors on this show, as you, you guys may know, from over the last 15 years, um, and being an author myself. So I have a lot of those relationships, and Zane was one of them. And um, she had, she can't. In fact, you don't, you don't really see a lot of Zane interviews, but she came on, and she was on here for about. You guys can Google it. It'll be, it's on there. You can. Um, she was on for like maybe an hour and a half, two hours just talking about the literary industry and sex and different things. And at the time, you know, I I had a certain view of her and, and different people. But now I see that that type of, that's not women's empowerment. 
you know, meeting somebody in a laundromat at 12 o'clock midnight and having sex with them on a washing machine is not, you know what I mean? That's not what you would want for, you know, your young daughter or, or, or anyone that you care about or love. But she is Zane is on Facebook defending this song and women's right to express themselves sexually. You know, and she and many other people are asking questions like, what about Uncle Luke? Right? Two live crew. You know, uh, and, and that's too short. Jay-Z, Rick Ross, people who make music that objectify women, that disrespect women. They say, okay, well, if, if men can do that stuff, if men can put out these types of images and, and lyrics and things like that, why can't we do it? Well, one of the things that women have to do, and this is what I want to talk about, you can do whatever you want to do, all right? Women, as as women, you are grown. You can do whatever you want to do. But the reality is this. What are the consequences of that going to be? You know what I'm saying? The reality is that men don't want women who behave like men. That's, I mean, that's just a fact. In fact, I don't know anyone. I'm, I'm in a fraternity. I know men. I have friends. I, you know, I've traveled. I know, you know what I mean? I play basketball with different people. I play tennis. Like, I'm around men all day, every day. Some married. Most of them married. You know, I'm, I'm over 40, so, you know what I mean? Most of the people I'm around on a regular basis are married or in serious relationships. And I I'm being honest with you guys. I don't know any man, any married man, that one whose wife is anything even remotely close to what you see from Beyonce, Cardi B, Megan Stallion, City Girls, or any of those people. In fact, they're the opposite. Guess what? Just like my wife. The opposite of all of those people. You don't see that stuff. You don't see men marrying women who in any way, you know, idolize or emulate these women. You just don't. The women that you see, I want to be very clear about this. The women that you see idolizing and blasting this music and, you know, singing the, the uh, lyrics of these songs, these are single women, <laughs> a lot of times strippers, you know, women out here, you know, having sex, out here on Facebook bashing men, talking about I can't find a man and men ain't shit and this and that. And it's just like that's the vibe. You put out a sexual vibe. So you expect men to not treat you in a sexual manner. In fact, that's what I said on Facebook the other day. I said, ladies, if you give off a sexual vibe, you'll only attract men who want you for sex. I said, respecting your body is key. Now, interestingly enough, that post got a lot of likes. But if you look at the Facebook posts, it's not the likes and the comments from the same people who are defending the term WAP or defending these artists, or have a problem with the term hope. So who's really the problem? You have people on social media, Facebook, Instagram, all over. They will ignore posts that this is real women's empowerment. When you tell women and you encourage women to respect their body, you encourage women to say, hey, I am, my body is a temple, right? You have those types of posts that go ignored by people. But then at the same time, they want to come out of the woodwork to defend whorish behavior. They are the problem. And I swear I hope they're listening. Because they are the problem. Anyone who defends wet-ass pussy, Cardi B, Beyonce, you are the problem, sir. 
you and the problem man. And 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 you know, I hope you don't have kids because that they are going to be influenced by your lack of a backbone to stand up and do the right thing and say the right thing. But that's what's happening out here. If you give off a sexual vibe, you'll attract men who only want to have sex with you. This is the type of advice that men need to be giving their daughters. Period, point blank. Respecting your body is key. That's the advice that needs to be given to fathers, to their daughters. Not, well, you know, you shouldn't be using that term. No, I'm going to tell my daughter, don't be a hoe. I'm going to tell my daughter the definition of a hoe, and I'm going to tell my daughter, this is how men will view you if you do this. This is how I want you to be. This is how you should want to be for yourself. This is how classy, beautiful, respectable women carry themselves. If you are not telling your daughter that same message, you have failed as a father. If you're not telling your daughter that she's beautiful so that she doesn't fall for the lies of men telling her she's sexy, you have failed as a father. Most of these women, every, let me ask you a question. I've per, Listen to what I'm saying. I've personally worked one-on-one, I'm a life coach, with literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women, private sessions. You guys know me. You've seen me what I do. Hundreds. I want to say over the course of the last 15 years, one of the first questions I, say, I ask is, hey, you know, what made you reach out to me today? They say, well, you know, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. I say, okay, let me ask you a question. Tell me about the relationship with your father. Every single time, I want to say maybe once or twice has someone said, well, yeah, I've had a great, my father's still in my life. He was always in my life. He's married to my mom, great father. Maybe that may have happened once, maybe twice, out of like, let's say, 500 times. Easy, easily 500 women Once or twice I really want to say once Because I don't think it's happened twice But that's what's happened These women are going through abuse They're going through being dogged And you know all types of stuff And the, re- the real reason Is these no good men Who are End up being no good fathers Are not in these kids lives Leaving them out here unprotected And feeling unwanted And there you have them idolizing people like Beyonce, people like, you know, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, and getting used and abused by men. But I want to be clear that the the root of all of this is these no-good bastard men who are not protecting their daughters and, and not giving their daughters the information and the tools necessary to be successful in life. That's the real problem. But... Regardless of the problem, regardless of the root of it, this is this is what it is. If you give off a sexual vibe, you'll only attract men who want to have sex with you. Respecting your body is key. Anyone who disagrees with that, just log off, unfriend me on Facebook, unfollow me. I don't want to hear from you <laughs> ever again. Like if you think that you if you have a problem with that advice, you are a problem. Seriously. All right. Let's talk a little bit about. Because like I said, a little bit later on, I'm going to talk. I'm going to break down the lyrics to to WAP. You know, we're going to decode it a little bit. But what people, a lot of women I found, are very unfamiliar with what men look for in a wife. You know what I mean? I've noticed that. Um, 
And so I want to, you know, I want to talk about that. I just celebrated a, a, a 10-year anniversary in July of marriage. And I, I found that there is a significant, um, a, a, there's a wall. There is a, um, what's the word, a misconception, There, you know what I mean, uh, of what we, what women think we want in a wife and what we actually want in a wife. There's this, this phrase that says, um, uh, be a woman, a lady in the streets, but a freak in the sheets. And that, and that, that misconception, you know, is, is what leads to women following people like Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, Beyonce, because they, they put off this image of being a freak, you know, in the sheets. You know, this whole bisexuality thing, a lot of women think they have to do that, they have to dabble in that in order to be you know, desired by a man. And that's just totally false. It's totally false. A lot of women mistake sexual attraction for genuine interest. They mistake sexual attraction for genuine interest. See, sexual attraction will lead a man to want to have sex with you. But genuine interest is what will make him exhibit chivalrous behavior towards you. Genuine interest will make him uh, wine and dine you. Gen- uh, genuine interest will lead to a actual committed relationship. And I'm not talking about an entanglement. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about a Will and Jada open relationship. I'm not talking about none of that. August Alcina, I'm not talking about that. That's not genuine interest. Genuine interest is going to lead to an actual engagement. Not entanglement, an engagement, which will lead to an actual, and I'm not talking about Jim Jones and Chrissy type of engagement that's never going to lead to it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about an actual wedding. That's what genuine interest will get you. But the problem is most women have no idea what it takes for men to be genuinely interested in you. Y'all think some, you know, showing a little ass, you know, wearing some tights and these ridiculous bodysuits. Can I ask you a question? What happened to sundresses? You know, what happened to maxi dresses in the summertime? Where did all these biker shorts come from? Where did these uh, Andre the Giant, you know, bodysuits come from? That's not sexy. You know what I'm saying? That's not sexy. Y'all look crazy. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got to get out of that, man. Y'all got to get back to being beautiful, get back to being sexy, so that way we can show genuine interest in you. Women really, a lot of women really think the weaves and the wigs and the blonde hair and the colorful hair, they really think that's what will get our attention. And don't get me wrong, it probably will. But it's sexual attention, which is much different from genuine interest. Okay? One of the things that we look for, or a few of the things that we look for, are classiness, sexiness, respectability, See, well, when y'all think, yeah, see, here's the thing. Watch this. I'm about to blow y'all minds with, with this. You can be classy and still be sexy. But watch this. Watch this. Watch this. You cannot be sexy without being classy. Because if you're sexy without being classy, then that's where it becomes hoish. See, the problem is, see, I'm one of those guys, I'm not afraid to use that word because I know what it is. If you're sexy without classy, that means you're trashy. And just trashy is another word for hoish. 
But it's absolutely possible to be sexy while being classy, respectable. We want someone who we can bring home to our mother. And one of the things i got to realize is this, and I'll tell you, I've told this story many times. My mom told me at a very young age, do not, my, well, I'll tell you this, my dad first my, was very militant, you know what I mean, very pro-black, very militant, and that's how we were raised. And he told me straight up, don't bring a white woman into this house. That's just, you know what I mean, that's just what he told me, you know what I mean? That was what it was. I never dated a white woman. Um, and so that was that. But my mother said, and she told all me and all my brothers, don't bring any trash into this house. Plain and simple. Don't bring any trash. And my mom will tell you today, I never did. In fact, there are very few women, you know, in my 42 years of life that my mother has actually met. And I, I, I'll say under, certainly under 10, but maybe about five, maybe five or six, including my wife. So I was always very, 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 and these were all actual relationships that lasted over a year, you know. So it was no just, oh, yeah, I'm just going to bring you home and meet my mom. No, no, no. We, it was, <laughs> we are together. We're going to be together. This is an actual relationship. Like, it was none of that. So she told me straight up, don't bring any trash into the house. And women have not kind of, they have not grasped that concept. Women don't seem to get the fact that these men that you're quote, unquote, dating have mothers. And guess what? They probably told their son something similar. You know, so well, I haven't met his mom, or how come we only come up, we only only see him at nighttime? Well, because you're not wife material. You know what I'm saying? That's why. If he can't bring you home to his mom, his actions towards you are not, are going to indicate that. It's going to probably just be about sex. It's not going to be a whole bunch of whining and that. It's not going to be any dinner dates. It's not going to be any walks on the pier or, you know, any of that. Because it's just sex. But then again, look at your social media. Look at the type of music you listen to. That's the the images that you're putting out there. These little um, Facebook lives. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go live and not say anything, but just show my breast for 30 seconds. Like, what is the point of that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all look crazy. And not y'all. You know, I know the people that listen to this show aren't doing those things. Of course not. But the women who are, I'm sure you guys see it. It looks crazy. You're, you're taking pictures of your breasts. Like, can I just tell you something? As a man, I'm going to tell you something. I, and this is a secret. Don't tell anyone, though. No one cares about your boobs. Okay? I'm, and I'm just saying that it's women think men care about their boobs, and we don't. You know how many pairs of breasts I've seen in my life? And, I, and I'm not bragging because it's nothing to brag about. It's not hard to see breasts. You go to a strip club, you go to, uh, you know, wherever. You're women out here, different women, you've done different things. You're going to see breasts. You can do a Google search and see breasts. You can probably see your favorite celebrities, you know, nude at this point just by a simple Google search. So you getting on social media as a 41-year-old, 42-year-old, 35-year-old, your 38-year-old breasts aren't impressing anyone. They're not. It's not. They're not going to help you get a man. It, you know what I mean? It's, I, and I just hate to be the bearer of bad news because I guess no man is going to tell you that. But we're not impressed. You know, if anything, if if he wanted a nice pair of breasts, he's going to go, you know, get one of these younger women who are, you know, 
barely 21 or 24, 25, maybe no kids. Like, and again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with kids. I'm just saying if it's all about the looks, if it's all about the physical, he's not going to go try to target a 42-year-old single mom. Like, stop it. It's not, it's not what he cares about. It's not what he looks for. So the, your best bet as a single mom, as a, as a woman seeking a husband, is put your breasts away, you know, put that ass away, cover it up, and impress him with your heart, impress him with your mind, impress him with your personality. Those are the things that are, that are going to be your best bet. You can't compete with these IG models. God, it just, it, I get, you know, it's, I get a little hype talking about it because women just don't get it. You, there's a difference. You on Facebook with, you know, 500 followers, 1,000 followers is a little bit different from Bernice Burgos with 3 million followers on IG or Aisha Diaz, or some of these other IG models that you're trying to copy. You can't copy them, and you shouldn't even be trying to. You know what I mean? It's not going to work. It's not going to have the desired effect that you think it will. You trying to be like Cardi B and dropping it down and doing those moves is not going to have the same effect you know what I mean? He's going to look at you like you're crazy. He's just going to target you for sex. Don't let these celebrities get you guys a, a second and third baby daddy. Okay? And I'm just I'm just being honest with you guys because I'm past the point of, you know, trying to tell women what they want to hear. My second book, my, my audio book, a two-disc audio book that was published about 10 years ago is entitled What Women Need to Know But Don't Want to Hear. And a lot of this information is in that, you know. So let me let me give you guys another piece, another jewel. In the barbershops, I've been going to the barbershops, you know, my whole life, and we often get to get to talking about women and and the most beautiful women in history, and that you know that debate. It's and this is just a real list. This is like a consensus. All men know this. This is not, like, what I'm about to tell you is not anything that pretty much any man 40 and over does not know, okay? This is just common knowledge amongst men, what I'm about to tell you. You can believe me or you cannot, but I'm telling you this is what it is. All men believe this. Every single man will co-sign this. Listen to what I'm telling you. When we talk about the most beautiful women in history, Beyonce's name is never brought up, Okay? She's never brought up. She is. Listen to what I'm saying to you. Like, oh, I, I don't believe that. I see how y'all look. No, listen to what I'm telling you. I'm not, I have no reason to lie. I'm about to tell you who is actually brought up. But the women that other women think men find most beautiful and that you're trying your best to look like are not even in the conversation. Let that soak in for a minute. When I think of the most beautiful women in history, and I'm just going to be honest, this is what it is. We think of Halle Berry, but not Halle Berry now. Halle Berry back in Boomerang. Young Halle Berry is in in history one of the most beautiful women, period. That's just what it is. Nia Long is one of the most beautiful women in history. Okay, Sally Richardson, many of you might know her from Posse or um, 
you know, uh, Low Down Dirty Shame, uh, you know, she was in Biker Boys, uh, different different movies, is one of the most beautiful women in history. Uh, Dorothy Dandridge is one of the most beautiful women in history. Lena Horne, obviously, you know, back in the day in her younger years, one of the most beautiful women in history. And this, again, this is this is no there's no debate about this stuff. Okay, this is not something that men sit back and go back and forth. This is just a consensus. And I'm spending a little bit of time on this because I really want women to understand. When you look at these women, you're not seeing a whole bunch of excessive makeup. You're not seeing a whole bunch of weave. You're not seeing a whole bunch of, you know, you know, uh, twerking and dropping it down. And it's basically the opposite of Beyonce. It's the opposite of uh, Cardi B. It's the opposite of Megan Thee Stallion. These are women that are unquestionably beautiful. Okay, but just and, and no one talks about. Listen, what I'm saying. No one in these barbershops is even mentioning Cardi B or this ridiculous video. No one's talking about that. So the ultimate question then becomes: Who do you want to be? Do you, how do you want to be viewed? Do you want to be viewed as a freak? Because you know, if someone says, "Oh, is Cardi B a freak?" Oh, you damn right, she's a freak. Is Megan Thee a freak? Oh yeah, would I hit that? Okay, what? Me personally, no, I wouldn't. But a lot of men would hit that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of men would have sex with them. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you, but again. That's how. That's the only way they're being viewed. When you think about wifey, you're thinking about, you know, something different. You know, that quote-unquote plain Jane look is what we look for. And that doesn't mean, don't get that twisted. Don't think of plain Jane and think there's some type of negative connotation because, because that's what we want. And, the, and I've said this on many shows, but the, one of the ult, most ultimate ironies in life is that one of the most fakest and and least desirable women um, in the entertainment industry when it comes to selling down and finding a wife came out with a song talking about I Woke Up Like This, featuring Nicki Minaj. The two most undesirable, non-wifeable women came out with a, a joint collaboration talk, talking about I Woke Up Like This. No, you did not. You know what I'm saying? No, you did not. You got a head full of weeds. You know what I'm saying? Fake eyes, fake nails, fake hair, fake ass, fake boobs. And it's like you did not wake up like that. In fact, ironically, your beauty is contingent upon not having woken up like that. Because if you really look how you look when you woke up, you know you wouldn't be desirable. I just told you, I got to be honest with you all. I cannot do shows like this and not be honest with you. I literally just was talking with my homies today about women. He's single. I'm married. He said, and I swear to you, this is exactly, please, on everything, I swear to you, this is what he just said. He just said, he said, I don't know what is up with these chicks out here. I said, why you say that? He's like, yo, these women really think they be looking good. I said, what you mean? He's like, they be having their asses out. They be coming off with an attitude. that they. And I'm like, sis, you don't even look that good. I'm like, yo, you're right. He's like, yo, don't you know that there's some poor malnourished, um, what did he say, uh, Costa Rican chick living in a hut somewhere that is a million times better than anyone in this country. That's what he said. He said that. I mean, and this was a real conversation. I was like, yo, I feel you. Because the problem is I've been to Costa Rica. The problem is I've been to Dominican Republic. And that's, I want to be clear. That's not to say that you know, beauty is contingent upon ex- being exotic or from another country, it's, but it's not about that. But what it is about, 
one is actual, real, authentic, genuine beauty, but two, a sincere, humble, genuine personality and spirit. And a lot of times poverty will bring out that humility, and that's beautiful. And a lot of women here in the, this country, they have a, and I, I kind of keep it even more, more, a lot of black women uh, who are living in a particular lifestyle, they feel like they have this attitude. You know what I'm saying? That is a turnoff. And it's like, why do you have that attitude, but someone from somewhere else, or even here, but a lot of times somewhere else, looks a million times better than you and has a better personality than you? See, people want to talk about, they, they want to say this this whole, um, well, black men ain't this, black men ain't that, because they go into different countries to find wives, they're doing this, they're dating white women, they're dating other races. But nobody wants to talk about the actual reasons for that. Now, don't get me wrong. Some men have complexes. Some men actual, actually hate themselves. Some men actually hate their race. But what about the men who don't hate themselves? What about the men who don't hate black women? How about the men who actually love black women and would prefer black women, but through life experiences have only in, uh, encountered black women with bad attitudes, with daddy issues, you know, uh, who are promiscuous. And, and I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. That is very real. That is very prevalent in today's society. So a lot of times it's not that these men are going to un- other countries to, uh, because they hate black women or they prefer other races. It's because they are dealing with a sense of uh, frustration. And they know what's out there. They've seen what's here in this country. But then they also know, like, all right, there's other women in other countries that do have the, a lot of times do have the personality that we're looking for. And I'm not here to say advocate for that or not. I'm just saying that's what's really happening. And those are the real reasons for some men. You know what I mean? That's, I, again, because I've, I've had these conversations. And so all I'm saying is, ladies, y'all better get your attitudes right. This whole Cardi B type of attitude, the city girl's attitude, where these niggas got to pay for this and I'm going to make them work for that, y'all got to get out of that. That's stupid. No, I'm not chasing no man. Well, you ain't got to chase him, but you better get your attitude straight and understand that he ain't got to chase you either. You know what I mean? Ladies, I'm telling y'all right now, if it's 2020 and you're out here waiting on a, a man to quote-unquote chase you, you're going to be single forever. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, like I said, man, again, Halle Berry, Nia Long, Sally Richardson, Dorothy Dandridge, Lena Horne, these are real, that's real beauty right there. All the city girls, look at look at, look at, at Halle Berry back in, in, in Boomerang, the personality and that. I'm just using that character, you know, um, that, that just that character, that beauty, and then look at Cardi B. Who the heck do you think he's going to choose? It's not our, I mean, that's a rhetorical question if you ever heard one. You know what I mean? No one is going to choose Cardi B over someone like that. It makes no sense. No sense at all. Look at Nia Long and Love Jones. Tonight, that's your homework assignment. This is you guys' homework assignment. Tonight or this weekend, you know, when you guys are Netflix and chilling, just turn on Love Jones. Or better yet, Google Love Jones on the Dayton Tolbert Show and listen to my three-hour breakdown analysis of that movie and, and learn something. Learn what we really want. 
You know what I mean? Learn why Lorenz Tate wifed up her in the movie as opposed to someone else that looked similar or acted similar to Cardi B. It just doesn't, that's just not how it works. You know what I mean? Let's talk a little bit about WAP. You know what I mean? Wet Ass Pussy. That's the acronym for those of you who um, are newer to it. One of the things that you got to understand is classy women, respectable women, don't brag about how wet their vagina gets on social media. It's just not something that classy women do. Not only do you not brag about that, because that, that's extreme. You don't even brag about sex. But now this culture has become <clears throat> fixated on sex. I mean, it's been that way for a while, but it's it's even more so now because now it's like sex defines you. Your sexual prowess is is what, you know, it defines your worth, how big your butt is, you know, how good you can throw it back, how good you can take it from the back, um, how wet it gets, how, you know, your boobs, your, how, your deep throat, whatever, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff is now what's defining women. Whereas in history, you know, throughout history, that's not been the case, not openly at least. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask you a question. Do y'all, does anybody remember? How, who's old enough to remember Nelly's video of Tip Drill? And I, I always tell this story. Over the last 15 years, I've told this story, and I'll tell it again today because it's, it's very appropriate. But how many of y'all remember Tip Drill? Now, you, you know, the fella, every man knows what Tip Drill is. It was probably the most, at that time, the most explicit, you know, video with women dancing half naked and, you know, booty shaking, ass shaking, like all that. That's what it was at that time. And there were women, black women, around the country. Just hear me out. There were women around the country that were so offended by Nelly and that song and specifically that video that there, there were nationwide boycotts from black women Boycotting Nelly for making the song Tip Drill. Who remembers that? It was a big thing back then. I remember it. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys remember but it was very – Google it. Look it up. There were groups and groups and groups of black women boycotting Nelly and Tip Drill. Why? Because they said it objectified women. It was disrespectful uh, to black women to put them on display in that manner publicly. Wow, that, that seems like a million years ago, doesn't it? Because that was before Cardi B, that was before Beyonce, that was before Megan Thee Stallion, that was before the City Girls. My question is this, not black men, not older women, but where are the young black women with respect who are willing to stand up and boycott Cardi B and WAP? Because they, boy, again, where are those same women at? Forget new women, where are those women at? I just want, just give me those women. The women who are now older women who boycotted Nelly because he made Tip Drill, where are those same women or newer women, younger women, that are willing to boycott? Because if you boycotted Tip Drill, you damn sure should be boycotting WAP. So what's going on? Where the, where y'all at? You know what I mean? Where are you at, women? Like, what's happening? What's the reason? Why, where, why are there no boycotts? I see y'all listening on Facebook, and they're like, where are y'all at? Where are the boycotts? Because I remember when Nelly's sister, Nelly had a sister who died of, of sickle cell. 
And at the time, he was doing these concerts to fundraise uh, for sickle cell awareness and to raise money for it. And, and these women felt so passionately and so strongly about boycotting Nelly because of tip drill, they, they did not support his concert. The concert wasn't even for him. The concert was to raise money for sickle cell awareness, and they still boycotted And his sister died, and then they still boycotted That's how passionate black women were about not allowing themselves to be projected in that manner, objectified in that manner. So where are the women of today that are willing to boycott Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion? I'm just asking. These are just these are actual questions. It's a, it's a rhetorical question. They're nowhere. Because why? For many reasons. But one, a lot of those same women are now loving Beyonce, loving Cardi B, loving Megan Thee Stallion, and 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 they um, and idolizing and emulating them. But then two, we live in such a a bullying culture, a bullying society, that women are afraid to take a stand for what's right. How many men do you know do a show like this? Nobody. Nope, not at all. This isn't politically correct. This isn't socially correct. This isn't going to get a million likes. You know what I'm saying? But it still needs to be done, right? If I, you know, Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to be the bad guy. It's not these black dads out here. You know, it's not Steve Harvey. It's not the breakfast club, so, you know what I mean? Somebody's got to do it. Ladies, somebody as women, some women have to take a stand. Because at the time, Nelly was the most popular artist out there at the time. He was the best-selling artist out there, and y'all boycotted him. Well, now Cardi B is the best-selling artist. Who's going to boycott her? Who's going to take a stand? So these are just things to think about. But like I said, classy women don't brag how wet their vagina gets, all right? Um, can we can we talk a little bit about why men cheat? Like I said earlier, um, one of my my very last show on why men cheat was discussing Cardi B's song uh, "Be Careful," and it was you know that song is about men her getting cheated on. You know, so check out that show. Just Google Why Men Cheat on the Dayton October Show. It should come right up. Check me out at DaytonTobershow.com, iTunes, iHeartRadio, uh, podcasts, wherever podcasts are, are heard. Check me out. All shows are archived. <clears throat> They're also in the Friends of the Dayton October Show group under uh, announcements if you guys are in there. But let's talk a little bit about Why Men Cheat. You know what I mean? One of, And I always start off the any conversation about why men cheat, I always started out saying this. There is never a justification for cheating. Okay? There's never a justification for cheating. There is never a rationalization for cheating. Cheating is wrong. Cheating is bad. Cheating should not happen. I always say, though, however, that there are actual reasons why it happens. Those reasons are not right. Those reasons are not justifiable. Those reasons are not excusable. But they are reasons nonetheless. And I think that's what I that's the approach that I take. I try to tell women the reasons, you know, and how to avoid it happening from to you. But what and this is the this was, you know, this is what women don't a lot of times don't get. And one of the things I said that is is this. If sex appeal 
If showing ass, if showing tits is how you got him, if having a cute face is how you got him, I said that unfortunately he'll eventually seek those qualities elsewhere. You know what I'm saying? That's just a fact. Listen to what I'm saying to you. If you have a Mercedes, a brand new Mercedes, if you buy a brand new Mercedes, you know, in 2003, okay, it's a brand new Mercedes. You just got a brand new Mercedes. That's great. But guess what? This is now 2020. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So whatever qualities you saw in that Mercedes in 2003 when you bought that car, brand spanking new, where it was the top of the line in 2020, it's time for a new car. You know what I'm saying? It's time for a new car. And But guess what? That's what people do. You buy something you like at that moment, you drive it, you get your enjoyment out of it. Once the miles get a little higher, you get rid of it, you get something else that you like. For those, Ironically, for those same reasons that you bought that the first car. Women who we are seeking for sexual purposes are the same exact way. Now, notice I didn't say wife. Notice I didn't say that we replace our wives. Notice I didn't say that. I said, if we're seeking a woman for purely sexual purposes, then eventually he's going to find someone else with those same sexual qualities. He will never stay with someone forever if he's only with her for one thing. Because what did, And Biggie told y'all this back in the day. I forget, what was the song? I forget what song it was. But it's a famous quote by Biggie. He said, the sex better than you give head better than you, pussy get wetter than you. Biggie said that 20 years ago. Watch this. Watch this. This is, this is the craziest thing. I've used this analogy many times over the years, but it's never been more appropriate than it is right now. Why? Because we're now talking about a song called Wet Ass Pussy. Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion are putting it out there like wet ass pussy. Having a wet ass pussy is like the greatest thing in the world. Right? That's what they want you to believe. That's what they want women to believe. That's what a lot of women actually believe. But as a man, I will tell you this, and any man will tell you this, ladies. Guess what I'm about to tell you? I'm going to tell you the same thing that Biggie told you. There's somebody else out there with wetter pussy than you. He said that. I said that. I said that, for, I said that 15 years ago. Biggie said it 20 years ago. Someone out there with sex that's better than you. If Biggie knows that, and I know that, and every other man on the face of the earth knows that, how come you guys don't know that? Your wet-ass pussy, ladies, is not going to keep a man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just not. It wasn't designed to. It was designed to please your husband, but it's not designed to keep a man or get a man to spend money on you. That doesn't do anything, ladies. Everybody has had wet ass pussy. <laughs> oh man, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, ladies, and this is not anything that is, you know, mind blowing or earth shattering. Every man has had wet ass pussy. You know what I mean? And, and I hate to say it like that, but your wet ass pussy, ladies, pro- one probably ain't as wet as you think it is. You know what I'm saying? That's the first thing. Two. You know, that head you think is so good, it it probably ain't that good. And three, there's somebody else that can do all of those things better than you. Okay? Now, maybe he'll marry that woman. Maybe he won't. But 
the fact still remains there are women out here who can do anything and everything we want them to better than you. All right? And it's important for you guys to hear that from a real man, not one of these clowns out here. I'm as real as it gets, okay? That's just, you guys should know that by now. And if I'm telling you something, you should know that it's true, plain and simple. I've never lied to y'all. I've never given a cent of bad advice, not one cent, not one eensy binty, any, I've never said anything that could even remotely be classified as bad advice. If someone disagrees, let me know what I've ever said that sh- that's pointed a woman in the wrong direction. Let me know. If you can't believe me, you can't believe anybody. Listen to what I'm saying to you. Your vagina is not going to keep a man. Okay? So the reason why – and I'm not going to go so, – like I said, I've done many shows on why men cheat – and I'm not going to go super, 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 super deep into all that. That would be a whole other show. But in regards to WAP, it's important that you understand, because this is what happens. A lot of times women get into these quote-unquote relationships, these quote-unquote situationships. You know, we're together, right? And, but it was based upon the fact that he just wants to have sex with you. So you're having all this great sex, right? And then, but in order to keep having the sex, you're now nagging him. You're like, nye, 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 nye. Well, what, what does this mean for us? What are we doing? What, what, I mean, are you with me? Or are we together? Are we not together? So you're starting that stuff. So now it's like, all right, look, you know what? Just to shut you up, yeah, we're together. Cool. We're together. So now, all right, oh, great. Now I can update my Facebook status. So you go ahead and you update your Facebook status. But one of the things, he, he didn't update his Facebook status because he's just saying that to shut your ass up. And so you can keep giving him that good head, keep giving that wet-ass pussy, you know, doing what you do. That's all that is, right? But when you find out, that he's now getting wet her ass pussy from someone else. Now it's all oh, this nigga ain't he cheated, he this, he that, he ain't shit. So it's like but that's that's the reason. One, he didn't really cheat on you. Why? Because y'all was never together to begin with. He just wanted that wet ass pussy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, people like talking about it. Y'all like this song, but you don't like when you when I talk about it like that. No, it's fine, I'm gonna keep talking about it. We're gonna keep talking about wet ass pussy. You know what I'm saying? Because women need to understand that these men will tell you any and everything that they want you to hear just so they can keep getting it. You know what I'm saying? This is, and some men have no conscience. And then women will say, well, how come he, you know, why can't he just be honest with me? How come he couldn't just keep it real with me? If he just wanted sex, then, you know, why, why couldn't he just, I would have been cool with that. No, you wouldn't. You think you'd be cool with giving him some wet-ass pussy and he's getting wet-ass pussy from somebody else? Talking about something you would have been cool with that? Of course you wouldn't have been cool with it. That's why he lied to you. You know what I mean? That's why he cheated on you rather than just propose and open a relationship. What people say, why people say and here's the crazy thing, people are like, Well, why if you're gonna cheat, why not just break up? Well, that's like saying, Well, if you're a thief, why not just knock on the door? Just I mean, if you wanna rob me, just just knock on the door. You ain't gotta break my window, just knock on the door. I mean, whatever. Just ask can you have something. I might give it to you, I might not, but you don't have to lie about it. You don't have to break in. That sounds stupid, right? As stupid as that sounds, is as stupid as you saying, well, why can't you just be honest about what you want from me? Well, honesty would be, I just want to hit it from the back a couple of good times and never call you again. I just want that wet-ass pussy and never call you again. Or just keep getting the wet-ass pussy and nothing else from you. Because honestly, you're not that attractive. I can't bring you home to mom. So that's the, that's what I really want. So why can't you be honest? Well, because you ain't going to give it. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? It doesn't think about it. That's why men lie. Now, is it right? Of course it's not right. But biblically, it ain't right. None of what y'all doing is right either, but we'll talk about that. So so that's why men cheat. They, in a nutshell, they're going to cheat on you. Listen, oh, this is the ultimate irony. Watch this. Guess what? Beyonce got cheated on by Jay-Z. By, yo, if y'all listen to what I'm saying to you, if y'all don't do anything, if you never listen to me again, go ahead and Google Becky with the good hair on the Daydon Tolbert show. Just listen to that show. All-time classic show. Just listen to that show because and that was one of my Why Men Cheat shows. Because I talked about the ultimate irony of how women think they put Beyonce on this pedestal, but Jay-Z cheated with Becky with the good hair. What does that tell you? The great almighty queen Beyonce got cheated on by playing Jane Becky. Why? Because that's who men really want. Sorry. Nobody wants Beyonce. Okay? We don't really know who Offset cheated with, but I bet you damn sure that it was somebody that looks the opposite of Cardi B. It was someone who talks opposite of Cardi B. He cheated. I mean, that's not a question. She, he cheated. He got caught cheating. But, but no one, this is what no one's talking about. Who did he cheat with? What did she look like? What did she act like? Because nobody on the freaking planet wants to be married and be faithful to someone like Beyonce. Nobody on the planet, damn sure, will be faithful and be married to someone like Cardi B. Hell would freeze. I'll freaking put a shotgun in my mouth before I stay married to a woman like Cardi B or Beyonce and be faithful to them. I mean, that would hell would freeze over. That would drive any man crazy. Ladies, if you are, listen to what I'm saying to you. If you are anything like any of those women, just you, just you know, get get the prenup, do whatever you got to do because you're getting cheated on. Guarantee. Cardi B. I don't know if Megan Thee Stallion has a man or what. You know what I'm saying? But we already know she's got cheated on. Forget getting cheated. She got shot in the foot. He said, get your ass out of here. You know what I mean? Shot in the foot. I mean, I'm just, I don't know if that's what happened or not, but I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, man. It's not funny, but it is. Um, Let's talk about and if you guys are just tuning in, man, this is the Data on Tolbert Show, the original urban podcast. And I'm just talking today about Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion and just a bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff that people need to hear that, but may not necessarily be ready to hear. Right now I want to talk about the role of black parents, okay? And, and not just parents, but I want to talk about the role of black parents. Because I feel like we have a different responsibility than, say, you know, white parents or, or Vietnamese parents or different things, you know what I mean? And we we do, we have a very big responsibility. Our black men, there were 13 shootings last night in Philadelphia. Not this week, not this month, but last night. Monday night in Philadelphia, there were 13 people got shot. Over the weekend, I think it was like something like 30 people got shot or something crazy just over the weekend. So it's just we are uh, Philadelphia is number two behind Chicago as the most violent cities, and we have the audacity to sit around and act like, you know, that's not our biggest problem. 
That's a whole nother show. Check out my George Floyd special, my two, if you guys missed it. Check out the George Floyd two-night special. I talked about police brutality. I talked about the tragi- tragedy of his death and a, and a lot of this stuff. Because I don't want to, don't get me started on that. But as black parents, we have a, a, a different type of responsibility to our kids. And one of the things that I said on Facebook, is, which is really what inspired this particular, I, mean, I was going to do it regardless, but this is what really inspired it, was this post that I put up that a lot of people, I should, I'm not going to say a lot of people, a few people, because the reality of most people know what it is. Most people, but you always have a few. But the post was, I said, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion are hoes doing what hoes do. I said, parents, raise your kids not to be hoes. Simple, case closed. That was the actual post. And, and, and I got, you know, over 100 likes. Most people clearly agreed with it. But obviously you're going to have a few people that, you know, would take exception to the term ho, the term whore. But as we discussed earlier in the show, the term ho, one, is not gender specific, but two, it is an actual term with an actual meaning. So the role, the ultimate responsibility, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. I'm about to define the term in a little bit right after this. That's the next bullet point. You know what I mean? See, y'all don't understand. I do this, man. I, you know what I mean? I, I, I take this very seriously. I got this whole thing laid out so y'all can get it clear in a clear and concise way. This is important information. Got to take it step by step. But the role, the responsibility falls on the parents. Parents, raise your kids not to be hoes. Raise your kids to respect their body. See, growing up, we had to do affirmations. My, my, my mom would create these affirmations, and then eventually she would make us come up with our own affirmations, and we would get up at, we'd have to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning, stand in front of the mirror, and recite these, a different affirmation every day. Growing up, that's just what I had to do growing up. And, that, and we've gotten away from stuff like that. You know, but you are what you say you are. You are what you, how you behave. And if you're every day growing up saying, I'm special, I'm beautiful, I'm handsome, I'm pretty. That's what my sister would say. You know what I'm saying? Um, I can do anything I put my mind to. I was not allowed to, growing up, I was not allowed to say the word can't. My mom would literally pop me upside my head, my head if I ever used that word, if any of us used that word. I would say, no, I can't do that. Said, what'd you say? What you mean? No, what'd you say? I can't. No, pop. We could not say that. That was not in our vocabulary growing up. The word can't was not in my vocabulary. To this day, you can't tell me I can't do anything. There's literally nothing I can't do. There's nothing that I want to do that I have not done. I have to create new goals. I've literally done everything in life that I wanted to. You know what I'm saying? And that's not bragging. That's just motivation. You know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like we as parents have gotten away from encouraging our kids to be great. We are a lot of times, this is, again, probably a whole other show, but we have parents who are more concerned with looking good, parents who are more concerned with having Jordans on their kids' feet than providing a quality education for their kids. you got kids out here that can't even read. And here's the ultimate irony. 
we would have parents that complain about the public school system, but yet they send their kids to these public schools because it's free. Not because they can't afford it, because y'all getting y'all weaves done every day or every week. You drive, you got a car note. You're driving, a, you know, a brand-new Toyota Camry, paying $600, $700 a month because your credit is bad, but you got 700 a month for an old Camry or a Maxima, but your kids are going to public school and getting a crappy education because you'd rather be driving in a nice car. You can send them to Catholic school. You can send them to a private school. You could do a whole bunch of different things, just like my parents did, but you would rather have Jordans. You'd rather have a Louis bag. And these are, these are real things. These are real things that are happening. I'm not making this stuff up. I see it every day. I literally talk to parents who complain about the public school system, but they're driving a brand-new car. Let that sink in. Why are you complaining about public schools, but you're driving a new car? You go to auction and get you a car for $500, $1,000 that runs. Shoot, I sell cars. You can buy a car for me for $2,000, and it'll get you where you need to go. And it might even be nice. You don't need a car note. Sacrifice for your kids. And, again, this is not for the people who make the sacrifices for their kids. Shout out to you guys. You guys are great parents. But a lot of parents are not doing that. A lot of parents are not making the sacrifices of eliminating Cardi B, of eliminating Beyonce, eliminating uh, Megan Thee Stallion from their homes, eliminating the city girls from their homes. Why? Because they like it. You can't sacrifice your wants and likes for the – you know, for your kids. And that's a problem. So, yes, um, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion are hoes. I mean, that's not a question. You know what I mean? That's not even a question. There are a lot of women out here who exhibit hoish behavior. That's not a question. The question is, are you allowing hoish behavior into your home as a parent? Or are you the gatekeeper of that? Because my parents were gatekeepers. I grew up, you know, seeing people outside or on TV or different things who my parents would be like, yo, you're not bringing that into this house. You know, we're not going to support that. You're not going to watch BET. You're not going to watch BET uncut or after hours, whatever the heck it was called. You know, we're going to keep that stuff outside of the home. Now, did it all stay outside the home? I mean, of course not. Kids are going to be kids. They're going to sneak. They're going to do different things. But, again, it was not the parents co-signing it the way parents of today are co-signing hoish behavior. Parents are defending hoish behavior. Parents have a problem with you even using that term. So they have a problem with you even using the term. You already know they're not stepping in and saying you're not going to be a hoe. How can you tell a kid what not to be if you don't even want to use the freaking term? It doesn't make sense. You can't be afraid to, you know what I mean? Like, you got to use the term. My mom told me straight up, don't bring any trash into this house. She might as well have said, don't bring any hoes into this house. I mean, which would have been fine, which essentially was what she was saying. Now, fast forward 20 years, and you have actual music being made saying there's some hoes in this house. Here's the, here's the, here's the, (laughs) it's interesting how times have changed because that's obviously a remake of a, an example of a song that was brought up, that you know, a song that was made when I was coming up. There's some hoes in this house. And we used to tear it up on the dance floor when that song would come on. That's probably, to this day, one of my favorite songs to dance to. Or, to, or you know, And I don't really mean just dance. I mean to grind. You know what I mean? Let's keep it real. That's the song you played at the house party. You know what I mean? 
everybody standing room only, everybody's having a good time. I mean, that's just what it was. But again, it was understood that the women that were still out at 4 a.m. that were the ones up on the, you know, the wall getting grinded on, doing all types of stuff. You know, that's just what it was. They were hoes, and we were, you know, doing what we did, and we were hoes too. And everybody was just, it, it's, you know, the old school college parties, the frat parties. Y'all know how it went. But that's what it was. We, nobody was sitting around acting like the women on the dance floor twerking on the floor before twerking was even a thing. Nobody was acting like they weren't hoes. They knew they were hoes. They knew they were freaks. You know what I mean? But that's that's just what it was. Whereas now there is this weird alternate universe that we live in where women can exhibit that same type of behavior but somehow magically not be viewed as hoes. Like, what part of the game is that? How do you act like a hoe but people get mad when you call them a hoe? Like, who saw Love Jones when, when Nia Long had sex with Lorenz Tate on the first night and she didn't even want, she was so ashamed to even tell her friend. She was like, oh, girl, you a hoe. She called her own friend a hoe. So obviously, she knew that that type of behavior was hoish. Now that that was nothing compared to today's standards of hoish behavior. You got Cardi B and Nicki Minaj walking around butt ass naked, you know, Megan Thee Stallion butt ass naked, City Girls butt ass naked. So this is what I'm saying to y'all. You know, there's some hoes in this house. It's different when a man is saying it, but these are women saying it to themselves. They're calling themselves hoes. They're presenting themselves as hoes. If you look at the video, the video is them walking around a house, and everyone in the house is exhibiting hoish behavior. So it's not even a question of what's being seen here. Their actions show that they're hoes, and the song itself says that they're hoes. And they, the, the video is, they again, they are in a house. You have two hoes walking around a house, going door to door, room to room. The song says there are some hoes in this house. What's to what's to debate about? What's to talk about? What are you mad that we're saying these are hoes? They're calling themselves hoes. They're presenting themselves as hoes. What's the I don't get it. What is the what is the outrage about? If I if, if there's something burning and I drive around in a big red truck, what are you going to call me? You're going to call me a firefighter. If I lock people up and sometimes beat people, then guess what? I'm a I'm a police officer. You know what I mean? Like if you ha- again, if you have sex with little boys, you're a pedophile. That's what they. That's what it is. So when you call someone that, it's not an offensive thing. That's what they. That's what their actions say that they are. Okay. So again, the role of black parents is to keep hoes out of your house, not to invite them into your house. It's simple. Like I said, I have a big problem with black women specifically being brainwashed by the media. And as, as I said earlier in the show, com- people like Kamala Harris saying Cardi B is great, Michelle Obama saying uh, Beyonce is great. That is the brainwashing of our youth. It's the brainwashing of our community. We are being allowing ourselves to be brainwashed. Similar to how every back in the day you had all these movies. Anytime you saw a black male actor, he was playing a drug dealer. So that's that's another form of brainwashing. You know, we have to, as parents, protect our children from these types of images as much as possible. 
back in the day growing up, I lived kind of in the hood, you know, and around me, around where I went to school, and even in my neighborhood, literally all around my neighborhood, there were drug dealers. So what we would do, my mother and father, we and, and my siblings, we would role play how we would and how we would carry ourselves. One, if we were approached by a drug dealer, if we're offered drugs, we were taught how to act, how to conduct ourselves. If we saw drugs being sold, if we saw someone getting stuck up or robbed or whatever, we were every scenario. My father's, and specifically my father as a man, taught us how to carry ourselves, me and my two brothers, as men in the hood. That's what we were taught growing up. And that could not be taught by my mother. Let's be clear about that. Ladies, and again, shout out to the single moms. You do the best you can. But be clear. You cannot raise a boy to be a man. There are going to be certain things that only men can teach other men or young men. And those things were taught to me by my father. So I would just say this, just in this moment, ladies, if you can, make sure, if you're a single mom, you're a single mom. You do the best you can. And a lot of you do do a great job. But you still need to understand that boy, that your son needs positive men, strong black men, not these fruitcakes, strong black men in his life to show him and raise him to be a man, period. He needs that. You can't teach a boy to shake a hand with a firm grip and look that man in the eye. That's something only a man can teach a man. There's a lot of different things only men can teach men. So that's the role of black parents. Ladies, there's certain things that only you can teach your daughters I can't teach my daughter everything. I can teach her certain things from a male perspective, but obviously there are going to be certain things that only my daughter's mother, my wife, can teach her. You see what I'm saying to you? You see how that works? We have to stop trying to substitute. You know? And that's ultimately going to determine how they were brought up, how these kids are brought up, is ultimately going to be determined by what kind of mother and father that they have that's going to determine how they are as an adult, what action, what kind of relationships they get into, what kind of behaviors they exhibit. Let's, let's, let me, let me move on. Cause I got a lot. I still want to talk about the definition of a hall from a biblical perspective, from a, a everyday perspective, from a male perspective, from a female perspective. But it's important to understand that cause a lot of people out here saying, well, what about little Kim and, you know, nobody talked about them. Oh, you know, Foxy Brown, all these women back in the day. Yes, they were hoes too. What about Too Short? What about Two Live Crew? They're all hoes. Uncle Luke, he was a male hoe. Lil' Kim, the, the original hoe. Foxy Brown, same thing. You know what I'm saying? I went to a, uh, it was funny, before Foxy Brown and, and Lil' Kim fell out, I went to a, um, a concert at Gotham in Philly. That was at Club Gotham. And uh, that's when Lil' Kim was on the uh, the Biggie song. Uh, she comes out, wanna bumble with the B, huh? Came out in an all like a straight cat suit, a seat, a 100% see-through cat suit. I was right at the front. You could literally see everything. Nipple, like it was see, a 100% see-through cat suit. Came out. She had a, a fur coat on. She just came out, ripped the coat off. Told my son, wanna bumble with the B, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, and the whole crowd went crazy. 
But be clear, she's a hoe. You can't do certain things like that. You can't come out in a see-through cat suit, you, you know what I mean, and, and expect men not to call you a hoe. See, the difference is women of today want to be able to just do whatever they want to do and not, you know, and be, you know, exempt. They want to be exempt from the consequences, and you can't do that. That's not how it works. If you act like a hoe, you're going to be called a hoe. You're going to be treated like a hoe. Whereas back in the day, women did what they did, but they just they knew what it was. Some cared, some didn't. But there, was, there wasn't this weird thing that was like, oh, women, you can do whatever you want to do, but we're just not going to call you a hoe. You know, fellas, you can dress like a female, but nobody's going to call you a faggot. Like, come on, man. You know, and now it's like that's just what it was. But now everybody wants to be so politically correct. Can't say this, can't say that, can't do this, can't do that. Got to like, come on, man. I'm old school. I say what I want. You know what I mean? I do what I want. Nobody can fire me. This ain't no Nick Cannon thing. I, I ain't gonna be no apologies coming from me. I can promise you that. Anything you hear from me, I mean it. I'm not gonna apologize for it. Otherwise, I wouldn't say it. But you know what I mean? We we live in this apology culture. People speak their minds, but as soon as it pisses somebody off, then they gotta apologize. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Let's talk about the definition. Oh, hold on, real quick, real quick. I just wanna be clear about something. What WAP is, what little Kim did, what Foxy Brown did, what Nicki Minaj, what Beyonce, this is the good I can't say I won't say Beyonce. Because this was before her. Beyonce was probably the last big artist prior to the glorification of prostitution stage. Because Beyonce didn't glorify prostitution. That's one thing she did not do. You know, I'm not a hater. I'm not going to put something on someone that they didn't do. But Cardi B is the next generation. Little Kim did not glorify prostitution. Foxy, they had a whole nother, they were like the beginner hoes. But now this is hoish behavior to a whole nother level that started with Cardi B. Prior to Cardi B, there was not this wave of exchange, making music that glorified prostitution, making music that glorified exchanging sexual favors for money or monetary, monetary items. That started with, you know, I fuck them, then I get that money. Then fuck them, then I get that money. Like, that's what, that's, <laughs> they're rapping about prostitution. And that's many of her songs. That's most of her songs. You know, you know, I'm not going to do this until you come out your pockets. Or what, like, that's what the city girls are doing. The city girls just came on the Breakfast Club, as I said earlier, and they blatantly said they won't have sex unless they're ba- being paid for it. They're talking about unless you're a baller, unless you're rich, unless you can pay me money, don't expect to get this pussy. That's what the city girls are saying. That's what Megan Thee Stallion is saying. They will do interviews and blatantly say, if you want to have sex with me, you better be prepared to pay for it. You guys do realize that, right? Because a lot of people genuinely don't realize that. Because I get it. A lot of people are 40 and up, 50 and up. They're older. They're not listening to this type of music. So when they defend it, they're not even understanding what they're defending. Cardi B makes music. That is actual prostitution. Same with Megan Thee Stallion. Same with the City Girls. Same with a lot of these. With the, uh, it's a whole bunch of these new wave artists. 
sweetie. I think they're, they're talking about prostitution. Like I said, City Girls have a new song out called Pussy Talk on their new album. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, there's a, they just did an interview on The Breakfast Club. Check it. Listen to it. Listen to what they're saying. Listen to Cardi B. And here, here's the thing. Here's, here's another interesting thing. I talked earlier about the brainwashing of, uh, by the media. So now, Cardi B is making music, you know, talking about wet-ass pussy, selling sex, selling prostitution, glorifying prostitution. But now she also has this interview with Joe Biden, right? And, and she's, like, doing this whole thing where she's campaigning for Joe Biden, encouraging people to vote for Joe Biden. And it's really a blurring of the lines. Because I remember a time when politicians had somewhat uh, of standards, a certain standard where they wouldn't associate themselves with certain people because of what they represented. But now these people like Michelle Obama and Jay-Z and, um, you know, Barack Obama, you know, Kamala Harris, there's no stand. There's no stand. They'll, they'll do anything. They will do anything. They will associate themselves with anyone that's popular, regardless what messages they're putting out, just for votes. Just for votes. Joe Biden will literally associate himself with someone who glorifies prostitution, just for the black community's votes. That's that's that is despicable. That's really despicable. It is. You know what I mean? It's it's. It's really horrible that it's just horrible on so many levels. At what point do does anyone say, "Wow, you fine, you want to make this music, whatever. You have a certain demographic that you appeal to, whatever. You do what you do, but I'm not going to associate myself with you because I don't respect what you do. I don't respect the, what you represent. I don't respect the message that you're putting into the in, into the uh, the world, into the, the houses of these kids, the minds of these kids." I don't, I don't support that. At what point do some of these politicians take that stand, or is it all about votes? Because that's crazy to me that Joe Biden. It's not crazy because I get it, but you know, you know, it is what it is. So <clears throat> let's talk about the definition of a hoe. Like I said, the definition of a hoe is, is first of all, the term hoe is not gender specific. Okay, it, it, there are male hoes, there are female hoes. Okay, it, the term hoe uh, is going to be meant for anyone who is without respect for their body, someone who does not care who they have sex with, someone who has, exhibits certain behaviors that make it evident they do not respect themselves. And they do not have respect for their body. They have a way of life that is not conducive to biblical or moral or ethical standards. That's a hoe. You know what I'm saying? If you go out here as a woman and you just sleep, like every person you date you have sex with, you get like 50, 60 bodies, like that's just like dating and sex are synonymous with you, then that classifies as hoeish behavior. You know what I'm saying? It does. And again, if you, that's what you want to do, that's fine. But don't be deceived and think that that's not hoish behavior. Fellas, same thing. I talk about the stages men go through, the dog stage, the player stage, the ready-to-settle-down stage. Be very – and I've always talked about this. I know this stuff is in my books. I've been talking about this stuff for years. If you are a man in that dog stage, you are a male hoe. Make no mistake about it. You are a male hoe. 
you just out here going to clubs, meeting women, taking them back to the crib, smashing, doing the same thing the next night, the next week. You're a hoe. You're a male hoe. How come men don't get mad when men call other men hoes? How come women don't get mad when men call other men hoes? But there's only a problem when men call other women hoes. But there's not a problem when women call men hoes. What's up with that? But be clear. There's, like I said, it's not a it's not a gender specific thing. If you're a hoe, you're a hoe. You know. They're, they're, but however, there is a difference. I, I won't lie. There's a difference in the perception. A male hoe can go out here and meet a woman who he's okay with taking him out of that hoe phase, right? And and he can marry her and be faithful to her and everything be perfectly fine. However, women who are hoes, right, that's a little bit harder for them. It's harder for a female hoe to find a husband than it is for a male hoe to find a wife. And and unfortunately, that's just one of the un, you know, the unfortunate double standards of life. It's just a reality. It's going to be harder. It's not impossible because I've helped many women who will tell. I, there are women who I've worked with privately for months and years who are now happily married with kids, and they will call into the show. They have written into the show. I will post it. They say, I used to be a hoe, but thanks to Daydon's advice, I am no longer a hoe, and I am now happily married. Shout out to you, Daydon. Thank you for what you've done. I can post a hundred of those emails right now. They're all in a folder. I'll post them right now. Oh, I've posted them over the years. You guys have seen many of them. So that's so I want to be very clear. There's not a problem with men calling a woman a hoe. There's not a problem with a woman calling a woman a hoe. There's a problem when people are in denial about the actual definition of the term. How can you change your life if you're afraid to admit the problem? Guess what? You can't. What do they, what do they, what do they tell you in Alcoholics Anonymous? You go to the meeting. You say, I don't want to be an alcoholic. What do you do? You go to a meeting. What's the first thing that you say? You say, hi, my name is John Smith, and I'm an alcoholic. You can't start the process of sobriety until you first admit to yourself who you are and what you are. You're an alcoholic. You have to say it in order to change it. Ladies, if you're a hoe, you have to first acknowledge it, and then you can change it. And I'm not asking you to acknowledge it on Facebook. I'm not asking you to say anything publicly. But right now, in your bed, in your chair, wherever you're at, look at yourself, look at your life, look at your actions, and ask yourself, hey, am I a hoe? And it's fine. If you are, that's fine. But just understand that it's okay to change. It's okay to at some point no longer be a hoe. And that is the point. And right now, email me, ashdaydine at gmail.com. Inbox me, DM me, whatever. If you want help with that, I can help you and have helped many women with that. But the first step is acknowledging it for what it is. So that's the definition of a hoe, Okay. Some people have a problem with it. I'm good with people having a problem with it. But whether people like it or not, that is the definition. And it does, you know what I mean, it does apply to certain people. Megan Thee Stallion, it applies to her. Cardi B, it applies to her. You know what I'm saying? Many people out here living a particular life, male and female, it applies. 
But let's do this. Let's do this. I, I want to go through the lyrics of this song, but first I want to I want to read something from the Bible, and I want y'all to check out Deuteronomy because the book of Deuteronomy and the books and the book of Leviticus are often some of the most skipped over books, but some of the most important books of the Old Testament. Why? Because it talks a lot about sex. It talks a lot about homosexuality, or they talk about homosexuality. They talk about prostitution. They talk about hoish behavior, whorish behavior. In the book of Deuteronomy, let's see what it says here in Deuteronomy 23:17. says, none of the daughters of Israel shall be a cult prostitute, and none of the sons of Israel shall be a cult prostitute. This is, this is a law. This is what God is saying you will not do. When, when Nicki Minaj, excuse me, when Cardi B says there's some hoes in this house, the Bible is saying, no, you will not be a, a hoe in this house. It says you shall not be a cult prostitute. In Jude, the book of Jude 1.7 says, just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities, which likewise indulged in sexual immorality and pursued unnatural desires, served as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. We are living in a modern-day Sodom and Gomorrah, guys. It says they likewise indulged in sexual immorality. What do y'all think that is? What's Nicki Minaj's last name? That's sexual immorality. Everything that's going on in that house in the WAP video is sexual immorality. It says they pursued unnatural desire. Homosexuality, guys, this is not a show about that, but y'all know me. I'm not afraid and have you know, talked about homosexuality many, many, many times. You know what I mean? But that's a natural desire. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Don't let Barack Obama, being the first president to openly champion gay rights, um, cause you to think that homosexuality and all that other transgender, LGBTQ, XYZ, is not a natural desire. It says these people will undergo a punishment of eternal fire. What do y'all think eternal fire is? What do y'all think that sounds like? Hell? That is, uh, people who pursue unnatural desire and indulge in sexual immorality are going to undergo a punishment of eternal fire. That's Jude 1.7. Just you know, jot that one down so when people want to debate with you about whatever, just throw that out there. When people are talking about someone, you, should, you shouldn't use that term. Why not? It's right there. It just it's right there. The Bible says in Proverbs twenty three twenty seven, for a prostitute is a deep pit, an adulteress is a narrow well. Watch this. Leviticus nineteen twenty nine says, Do not profane your daughter by making her a prostitute. Don't this is deep, man. Do not profane your daughter. What does that even mean? Do not profane. Do not Talk to her in a manner. Do not expose her to certain things that will make her a hoe. It says by making her a prostitute. That's a whore, a hoe, whatever you want to call it. The Bible says prostitute. Lest the land fall into prostitution and the land becomes full of depravity. I'm sorry, God. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that ship has sailed. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is already a land full of depravity. We already have many, many, many daughters who have been made into prostitutes. The land is already a state of prostitution, a, a state of uh, uh, 
making excuses for prostitution and hoish behavior. Watch this. Leviticus 21.9 says, And the daughter of any priest, if she profanes herself by whoring, profanes her father, and she shall be burned with fire. My fault. I apologize. Your pastor must have missed these scriptures on Sunday. I don't. These must have got lost, and I don't know what what happened. I never heard these in church. Have you? Why? Because these pastors are afraid to speak about whoring yourself. It says, if the daughter of any priest becomes a whore, he basically profanes her. He 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 embarrasses her father. He or she, uh, you know, she disrespects herself and her father, and she shall be burned with fire. For what? What did she do wrong? By whoring. That's what it says. It's not, I didn't say anything. That's what the Bible says. You know, if she disrespects herself by whoring, by being a hoe in this house, by talking about a wet-ass pussy, that she shall be burned with fire. She disrespects herself and her father. This is what the Bible says. So the next time you fellas online, you weirdos online, want to make excuses and defend hoish behavior, look at what the Bible says about hoish behavior. You know? You fathers, we have fathers defending hoish behavior when the Bible itself says what will happen if daughters of fathers are out here whoring around. A couple more. Then I want to I want to go through these lyrics. Cause isn't this fun, guys? Isn't this fun to do? What would y'all rather be doing at this time? It says, "Watch this." Jeremiah three nine says, "Because she took her whoredom, she she took her whoredom lightly. She polluted the land, committing adultery with stone and tree." Because she took her whoredom lightly. Wow. You shouldn't take your whoredom lightly. It's not, it's, it's not, see, we live in a society where people take their whoredom lightly. A lot of women think that it's okay to be a whore. A lot of women think it's okay to act and, and, and carry themselves like Cardi B, like Megan Thee Stallion, like the City Girls. These artists, they think it's no big deal to, to be a hoe, quite frankly, you know. But the reality is it says that because she took her whoredom lightly, she polluted the land. She messed up everything. Now look at the land. Again, sorry, God, that ship has sailed, you know. The land has been polluted with whores, male and female. However, this particular verse isn't talking about men. It's talking about women who pollute, polluted the land with whorish activity. And again, I could do that. I, there are, are a million scriptures that speak about the importance of not being a whore. Those are just, what was that, five or six? If I had more time, I could have pulled up 30 verses that speak specifically to women not, you know, carrying themselves and classifying themselves as whores. But yet we have tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of women and men making excuses in defense of whorish behavior. That's not right. 
Let's because I'm almost out of time, man. This thing this thing cuts me off after two hours. But you see how fast that goes? I want to take these last ten minutes and go through the actual lyrics of of WAP. Now that you guys have heard what the Bible says about being a hoe, let's see what Nicki Minaj says. Uh, I keep saying Nicki Minaj. Cardi B says about being a hoe. What Megan is saying. The the the, the uh, hook, the chorus says, "There's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house." I, she says, I said, certified freak, seven days a week, wet-ass pussy, make that pull-out game weak. Now, let's just – I might have to do a part two because this is going to be too much. Make that put – so, first of all, what we're talking about is hoes talking about letting niggas hit it raw. Now, that's just crazy. Because think about it. If he has a condom on, if you're practicing safe sex, why are you worried about that pull-out game? Who on their freaking mm, – who in their right mind? would have unprotected sex with this dirty chick, Megan Thee Stallion, or Cardi B. That's just disgusting to me. Make that pull-out game weak. Who is pulling out of Megan Thee Stallion? Who is having sex with her with no condom? I don't even want to go any further. That's hard. That's disgusting. But she says, wet-ass pussy make that pull-out game weak. Cardi B says, yeah, you effing with some wet-ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. Give oh well, what's the, what's she say? Give me everything you got for this wet ass pussy. So what does that mean? Oh, wait. Give me everything you got for this wet ass pussy. Wait a minute. Hold on. What does that mean? What is she saying there? She's essentially saying, give me what you have. Give me your money. Give me credit cards. Give me whatever you got in exchange for this wet ass pussy. Now, what does that mean? What is that? Who, who? Someone raise their hand and tell me what that what that means. That sounds a whole heck of a lot to me, like prostitution. You are exchanging monetary items for pussy, <laughs> right? I mean, that's what you do. That's what she's doing. That's what Cardi B said. But Joe Biden is aligning himself with prostitution. Kamala Harris is aligning herself with Cardi B, who blatantly is glorifying prostitution. What kind of shit is that? Excuse my language, but seriously. Okay? She says, uh, this is the next verse. Megan Stein and uh, Cardi B says, beat it up, nigga, catch a charge. Extra large, extra hard. Put this pussy right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top. I want to ride. I do, I don't know what that says, something while I'm inside. Spit in my mouth. Look, spit in your mouth, you nasty. Look in my eyes. This pussy is wet. Come take a dive. Tie me up like I'm surprised. Let's role play. I'll wear a disguise. I want you to park that big Mack truck right in this little garage. Make it cream. Make me scream. Out in public. Out in public. Make a scene. I don't cook, I don't clean. But let me tell you how I got this ring. Wow. Damn, that's that's crazy. How did you get this ring, Cardi? Like what what did you do for the ring? But this is what she this is stuff she, out in public. So you wanna you wanna have sex out in public. Oh, okay. That's that's pretty classy, that's pretty respectable. Megan Thee Stallion says, Gobble me, swallow me. Drip down the side of me. Quick. Jump out. 
before you let in, let it get inside of me. I tell them where to put it, but I'll never tell them where I'm about to be. I'll run down on him before I have a nigga running me. Take your shit. Bite me. Ask for a car while you ride that dick. Hold on. Hold on. So with this, I want to be clear what she's doing here. What she's saying is ask for a car, meaning while you're riding him, ask him to buy you something. Ask to be rewarded for good sex. Having a wet-ass pussy is okay to exchange for monetary items, cars, credit cards, pocketbooks. Again, all of this is prostitution. You guys do realize that, right? You really ain't never got to fuck him for a thing. He already made his mind up before he came. So really that's what he's, she's saying, that you don't have to do any of that. He's going to spend money on you regardless. So now you're, you're scamming men. You're using men for sex. Or you're, you're using men for money with sex. She says, now get your boots and your coat for this wet-ass pussy. He bought me a phone, or he bought a phone just for pictures of this wet-ass pussy. So you're sexting. That's a whole nother show in and of itself. Is, is the Maybe I'll do that as part two. The consequences of sexting. You know, she said he bought a separate phone specifically <laughs> for pictures, naked pictures. Wow. It gets, it's funny because the song gets worse as you, the further along you go. Pay my tuition just to kiss me on this wet-ass pussy. So wait, let me just make sure I understand what she's saying. You're going to have sex with a man in exchange for college tuition. You're encouraging young women who are 17, 18 years old to have sex with men in exchange for your wet-ass pussy. Megan Thee Stallion is in college currently. I don't know how old she is, but I know she's in college, which pretty much tells you, like, yo, the guys that she's messing with have have paid for part of her tuition. And she said that. It's not, these are things that she talks about openly, blatantly. And these are the things that, as parents, we have to be aware of. You, you understand that? We have to be aware that these things are happening. We have to be aware that these things are, are not okay for our youth. See, if you're in college, you're still youth. You're still young, young and impressionable. You're encouraging girls to pay, have men pay your tuition. That's, that's not a good thing. Let's take a look at this, this, this next verse. Where, was, where is it at? I need a hard hitter. I need a deep stroker. Need a henny drinker. Need a weed smoker. Wow, that sounds like a great man you want. Not a garter snake. I need a king cobra. With a hook in it, hop it, lean over. He got some money, then that's where I'm headed. Why does it matter if he has money or not? You know what I mean? Why does why is that contingent upon whether or not you deal with him? She says, pussy A1, just like his credit. He got a beard where I'm, well, I'm trying to wet it. I let him taste it. Now he's a diabetic. I don't want to spit. I don't want to gulp. I want to gag. I want to choke. 
She's talking about oral sex there. I want you to touch that little dangly thing that swing in the back of my throat. My head game is fire. Punani Dasani. It's wet like water, Dasani water. It's going in dry and it's coming out soggy. I ride on that thing like the cops is behind me. I spit on that mic and now he's trying to sign me. See, again, these are this is not you know what I mean? This is not what respectable classy women do. This is what whores do. This is what this is what hoes talk about. You'll never find a classy woman saying anything remotely close to what you're you're listening to. A lot of people are hearing these lyrics for the first time. I'm pretty sure you've never heard someone break down the lyrics in this way. You just kind of hear the song, or you might, you know what I mean, just glance over it because they're talking so fast. But when you actually hear what they're saying, it's like, wow, this isn't something that anyone should be, you know, okay with, right? It says, she says here, your honor, I'm a freak bitch, handcuffs, leech, leashes, Swing, uh, switch my wig, make him feel like he's cheating. <laughs> what kind of stuff is this? She said, I'm going to switch my wig so that he feels like he's cheating. Why would you want a man who is okay with cheating? It's almost like she's acknowledging that she's going to be cheated on. So she said, okay, it's fine. You don't even have to cheat on me. I'll just have sex with you, but I'll switch my wig up and make you think you're having sex with someone else. Is that not the stupidest thing you've ever heard in your life? It's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. She says, never lost a fight, but I'm looking for a beating. In the food chain, I'm the one that eats you. If he ate my ass, he's a bottom feeder. Big D stand for big demeanor. I could make you bust before I ever meet you. Okay, good luck with that, Megan. See, what you got to realize is Megan is Stallion is not attractive. I just want to be clear about that. She's not cute. She's not attractive. She's not sexy. She's disgusting. Like, you know what I mean? I told you earlier in the show who is actually beautiful, what kind of men that women, you know, excuse me, what kind of women that men are, are seeking out. She's not even in the conversation. And I'm not even talking about, even if you want to take it to another level and talk about sexy women or, you know, like IG models. Megan Thee Stallion isn't in that conversation. She just needs to sit her ass, her big ass down somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because she's not even talked about. And that's how you can spot women with low self-esteem doing the most. Because when you know that you're, try, you're trying, trying, trying to be viewed in a certain way and it's still not working, that's when you come out with a video like WAP. Cardi B knows Offset isn't checking for her like that, even though he married her. But he cheated on her. Megan Thee Stallion knows Ain't nobody trying to, you know what I mean? She knows what she looks like. She knows these dudes ain't really sweating her like that. So she's like, oh, maybe if I prance around half naked. No, that's still not going to work. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? It's Like I said, on the on the podcast, it's going to get cut off, but I'm still here on um, Facebook Live. In a few seconds, it's going to get cut off on, on Blog Talk, on, on iHeartRadio, on podcasts, all that stuff, but... I'm going to finish the show on Facebook Live, on the Facebook Live feed. So um, if you guys want to hear the rest of the, the breakdown, just go onto my Facebook and listen to uh, the rest of it that way. That way I don't have to rush. But <clears throat> she says, this is the last verse or the chorus of, of Cardi B is saying, yeah, you effing with some wet-ass pussy. Yeah, you effing with 
bring a bucket and some and a mop for this wet ass pussy. This, 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 this just look at this. Hold on, where's? I'm just I'm just looking over this this thing, guys. At the end of the day, this is not becoming of any woman. Okay, if the, if you are someone who has heard the biblical definition of the term whore, which I just read, many verses that I just read, which specifically describe and outline what not to do from a whorish perspective, biblically, and then you just listen to this song, WAP, Wet Ass Pussy, which epitomizes, in fact, there's never been a more horror song. I'll even say that there's never been a more horror song in the history of music than this. I, and I, I just read the lyrics, so if you know of a song more horror than this, let me know, because I haven't heard it. But if you have read the contrast, the biblical side of things and then the worldly side, and you still want to defend that term, there's a serious problem there. Because there is no defense of something that is indefensible, you know? And we have to, as parents, as respectable people in our community, we have to take a stand against, you know, whorish behavior, male and female. You, we cannot say we want men to treat our young women better and then at the same time encourage artists who make music that screams disrespect me. It's kind of the same way I feel about Black Lives Matter. We can't talk about Black Lives Matter if just last night in Philadelphia there were 13 shootings. In one night, if the previous weekend before that there were over 30 shootings. We, we can't talk about Black Lives Matter if we're killing ourselves. We can't talk about respect our women if we are, one, ladies, allowing yourselves, disrespecting yourselves, then allowing yourselves to be disrespected. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So that's what we have to do, man. We have to do a better job of that. So I'm going to get ready to wrap it up. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed today. Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully uh, we are no longer in a, in a state of um, making excuses for things that are not obviously not good. And at the end of the day, man, as, just, just respect yourself, you know. Um, share the link. Um, turn on your post notifications, you know, so you know when I uh, go live. Um, follow me, ask Daydon uh, on YouTube, um, at Daydon Tolbert on IG. Add yourself to the Friends of the Daydon Tolbert Show group. Um if you haven't already, order my novel, The Love We Had, on Amazon.com. Check it out. Best book you ever read, man. And, uh, again, all shows, you know, are available at uh, DadonTolbertShow.com. So I thank you guys for listening, and I will see you next time.
don't motivate you, girl. A day don't be a motivation, child. A day don't overcome and rock your world. Mm. A day don't be a motivation, child. A day don't motivate you, girl. You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.